It's time to renew your mind, yeah, it's time It's hard to focus on what lies in front of you If you're always looking behind Do you want truth? Maybe clarity The Raw Talent Podcast is out here changing lives The day I went from dark to light Is the same day I came to life And you can too Welcome to the Raw Talent Podcast And here's your host, Dave Talent Welcome It is time to get real raw again as we seek together all things true, all things clear, and all things in freedom. So as we discuss the power of first thoughts, I'm going to kind of do a little bit of discussion around some military training and law, law enforcement training. I'm not going to go into detail, but basically that, you know, in the military and law enforcement, you know, service members or police officers often encounter situations where we don't have a lot of time to think. Uh, and the decision making has to happen under high stress, dynamic and fast moving situations. And so the importance of training and mindset is key, especially in regards to those first thoughts or those key thoughts that we have to have in those, those moments. And again, I don't have a lot of time today, but just the, the basic gist of some of these critical incidents or the things that military members have to face in combat or officers have to face while serving uh, on their jobs, they're dynamic, they're fast, they're fast-paced, often happen very quickly, uh, and they're also very dynamic. It's much like professional athletes in the speed of a game. You know, for example, in a professional lacrosse game, the ball is moving so fast that when that, you know, if an offensive player throws the ball to his teammate for an assist, and that, that man has to probably catch that ball under pressure, he has to catch it while moving, probably through the defense, and he has to make that quick decision to shoot the ball and score. And that's often, again, under high pressure. It's often moving very fast. And he doesn't have a lot of time to make that decision or to perform that task to put the ball in the net. And it's very much like that for law enforcement military. There's so many things that we encounter. We don't have time to think. And really, you know, we, we could get into a deep dive today about the way the mind works during traumatic or stressful events, but we just don't have that time. But if anybody's familiar with trauma or high stress events, we know that there's some possibilities that we as human beings can do, right? We can fight, we can go into fight mode, we can go into flight mode, or we can go into freeze. So a fight, flight, or freeze responses. And we know that if we go through that traumatic event, that a lot of stuff happens to our physiology. Like, you know, we experience tunnel vision, uh, auditory blockage, in other words, we don't hear everything. We don't hear everything that's said. Uh, there's memory challenges, the way we record our memory, the way we remember the event. Um, for me, sometimes it's very linear, like snapshots. It happens in like snapshots. Sometimes it's clear. Sometimes it's snapshots. Sometimes it happens fast. Sometimes it happens slow. So we all experience, remember the tra traumatic or high stress events, you know, differently. And ultimately, there's not a lot of time for rational and, and critical thoughts and thinking. In some cases, there's literally seconds or even fractions of seconds, like 0.3 of a second. Things happen extremely fast in a lot of these situations, whether it be professional sports, uh, what service members experience in combat, what law enforcement officers experience while they're on the road and they're serving and protecting, right? So it literally can happen in seconds or fractions of seconds. Just one of the keys that we know from our training, and I think anybody, we could... We can all experience just playing some games where we put each other's hands on top of each other and we try to slap each other's hands. We always kind of know that, hey, action always beats reaction, right? Action 
always beats reaction. So for example, it takes folks at least a second or more to, e to realize what they're actually observing or what is actually happening. I mean, it takes time to observe and orient on the fact that there's been a change in their environment or something's happening, right? And ultimately, in these situations or game day situations, this is something that, you know, we, we always hear this kind of quote, and I, I, we could debate it today or we could go you know, do a nice deep dive into it. But ultimately, in these situations, we do not rise to the occasion. We don't rise to the occasion. We actually rise to the level of our training, knowledge, and experience. And ultimately, our mindset that we've developed through it all, through all that training and all that knowledge and all that experience, it's kind of our mindset, that frame that, that we developed that helps us react instinctively or intuitively. It's, it's our filter, our frame, right? Our frame of mind or our frame of reference. It's our attitude and our way of being, right? And all this is refined through struggle, through practice, through exercises, through growth, and through growing up and experiences, right? But ultimately, our training, knowledge, and experience. It's also why the military and law, law enforcement have standard operating procedures. And we have these standing operating procedures for commonly occurring events and situations, scenarios, and kind of for the, the common administrative, operational, logistical processes and events, right? The things that they do commonly in, in common situations. It's kind of like the immediate action drills that we do. They're, you know, immediate action steps that we do. Uh, these are tactics and techniques that we can employ for anticipated situations, like an ambush. You know, what are we going to do if we experience an ambush? What are we going to do if that ambush is a near ambush? What are we going to do if it's a far ambush? Uh, if we get ambushed from straight on, from 12 o'clock, coming right at us, you know, or from our six o'clock, right? From the back, from behind us. Or what happens if we get ambushed from the left flank or the right flank? And, and we can develop techniques and tactics to respond to these scenarios. These are the first thoughts, right? The key thoughts, the tactics and techniques that we can rehearse. We can practice these things over and over and over. We can rehearse these things. And the ultimate goal is that they become second nature, that they're muscle memory. Once we know kind of what we're going to face, we can develop techniques and tactics that, you know, that are the common things we face. We can develop techniques and tactics to ensure that our responses, our reactions are second nature and, and their muscle memory. It's also why training or sports, right? Sports practices or training often involves repetition, reality-based situations or operations, and decision-making exercises, right? Decision-making. And so what we're ultimately doing is we're building those neuromuscular pathways in our mind and our body, right? For us to respond instinctively and intuitively. And ultimately, we're gonna build the mind, body, morale, and warrior spirit. Kind of the goal, like in sports, we, here's kind of the goal in training or reality-based training, because obviously officers have body cameras out there, right? A lot of what we're doing is ca captured by body cameras or in-car cameras. We want to be able to see that what we practice and train to actually shows up uh, effectively on the, the, the camera footage. So like sports, if we're practicing drills in practice, our goal is to see our practice drills and our plays and those things show up effectively in the game film. The highlights show that we our drills are actually showing up. What we're doing in training is actually showing up 
in game film. Now, I personally experienced this in my, my career, the power of first thoughts or key thoughts or that training, knowledge, and experience, uh, how it all combines and comes together, particularly with the power of thoughts, the power of key thoughts. Uh, when early in my career, I was shot uh, while, res while responding to a DUI uh, call for service in progress, a drunk driver call for service. Uh, this man was drinking and driving. One of our officers, I'm just going to fast forward this today because that's not the, the event itself is not the point. It's the power of the first thoughts. But one of our officers uh, pulled the drunk driver over. That drunk driver gets out and starts to shoot at that officer. And of course, all of us respond very quickly. And again, this now becomes that high stress, dynamic, uh, traumatic event for all of us, right? So as I race to the call, I get out. And one of my very first thoughts is to move to cover, right? It's we hear on the way to the call, we hear on the way to the call, shots fired. So on the way to the call, we know now a gunfight is involved, shots are fired. And as I get out of my car, again, from the military training and law enforcement training, one of the first thoughts you have is to move to cover, move to cover. I pick up on the fact as I exit my car, I pick up a group of trees that I can move to so I can see the other side of the traffic stop. And, and because I, when I first arrive, I don't see anybody. I don't hear anything, I don't see anybody. So I wanna move to a, a position of advantage so I can see the traffic stop and, and have cover. So I move towards a group of trees. And on my way to the group of trees, I get hit in the left side of my vest. And just, I think kind of like Hollywood or just like any of our training, I yelled, I'm hit. And then my brain starts going through those, those things that we all go through trauma and it starts happening very fast. And one of the very first thoughts I had when I yelled, I'm hit was move. There wasn't an elaborate thought. It wasn't a, a big sentence. It wasn't all, it was simply move. And, and as I'm moving towards those, those trees, I remember uh, when I first got out of my car, I said, Hey, those are good trees. I'll move there. And when I got hit, my mind went to move. And then it was like bad trees. And I picked up on another group of trees across the road where I could get cover and I moved instinctively, instinctively to the, those trees. Didn't skip a beat, I didn't stop, I just kept moving. Um, again, from the, the simple first thought of move, and that, and that comes from a lot of training in terms of if you're in an ambush, get out of the kill zone, move, communicate, like it's just move. So as I crossed the road, I got to those trees and got behind cover and got behind those trees. And again, some of the very first thoughts that started to hit me were kind of from my military training. If you're hit, self-aid, buddy aid in Corman was what went through my head. Um, self-aid, buddy aid, Corman. So immediately I start checking myself. And then one of my fellow officers checked on me real quick. He yelled down at me to see if I'm good. And I told him I'm good. At that time, I still couldn't figure out if I'd been hit or not, because I, I, I didn't rise. It didn't, I couldn't find the hole in the shirt. I couldn't do all that. I, I didn't feel anything bleeding. I find out later that I had a, a huge bruise on the underside of my, my vest. And then the, the final thing would be Corman, right? And at that point, I realized I didn't need medical help. I didn't need fire rescue. Any, I didn't need an ambulance or anything. I, I knew I was good at that point, but I went through that process of checking myself instinctively from training and first thoughts. And another thought that I had was, you know, if I'm hit, I had, because remember, you're never going to have enough time to think these thoughts. So you want to create thoughts that you instinctively have that can move you to where you need to go in life when that high stress comes or when that, that attack comes or when, when 
you want to move a direction of excellence or whatever you're, you're having those thoughts where you don't have a lot of time to think that you can actually instinctively think and intuitively react. So I always kind of train my mind, my mind that if, if I'm hit, fight, keep moving, fight, keep moving. It's very similar to something I, I did with my boys in lacrosse. And I, again, if you go back to my previous episode about cultivating truth and vulnerability, cultivating clarity and connection with my sons, if you go back to that episode, I talk about how there was an evolution with my sons. I wasn't always a great dad. I was kind of great, good, bad, and ugly. And in some ways, I may yell at my sons and it, and it was on the field and it wasn't good. But one thing that is in our family DNA on the athletic field, and it is a first thought, and it's something that's in our DNA. And, and again, I'm not worried if somebody heard me yell this to my sons. I'm not worried about it. And to my sons, I would say, hey, this is in our DNA. And that is if you get knocked down, if you fall on the ground, your very first thought, first thought is to get up. In a fight, first thought, get up right? Because that at least creates the reaction that you're good. And so my boys knew that, hey, I wanted them, if they got knocked down on the field, if they got hit, if they got knocked down, one of their first thoughts is get up. And I might gently remind them on the side of the field, get up. Now, if they can't get up, right, then one of their first thoughts could be, hey, am I injured? Am I hurt? And if I'm injured or hurt, if I'm down, then I need a, a trainer. The second thought could be trainer. We need to call the trainer out there, right? We need to get a trainer. Just kind of like in my example in the Marine Corps, self-aid, buddy-aid, corpsman, or doc, right? We need, we need to get that person in play because, hey, we can't get up. So now we need a second thought, which is, hey, I need help. So by all means, if I can't get up, because I want my first thought to know, hey, get up. If I'm down in the pit, if I'm down in a low part of my life, if I'm stuck in the dark, I want my first thought to be get up, rise, rise and get up. If I can't, then my second thought would be, hey, I need help and ask for help, seek out help, or seek God, right? Seek God. So again, the game of lacrosse is fast. There's not a lot of time to make decision. So what we would do in practice is, again, we would practice high repetitions of skills and game scenarios in practice. And that's where we would also plant the seeds of, of first thoughts in practice, right? So because we know the game is fast, we know that decision-making has to happen under extreme pressure a lot of times and speed. So we would have these little small thoughts uh, or mantras in, in the player's minds. Like if a player is moving at you um, with the ball, we would have the, the player in their mind say, hey, clear space and replace. Clear space and replace. So that's actually a pretty good life lesson too, that hey, if you're in chaos, and you look at your house and you've got clutter, and you've got some things going on in your life that create clutter or in your, or in your way, if things are in your way, a nice little first thought could be clear space and replace. And when they have balls, you know, we often, the ball in the game is often on the ground, right? Sometimes a player drops a pass or it gets checked out of their stick. So in other words, I, the ball is supposed to be in their stick, but they made a mistake or something happened where the ball is on the ground. And you can see reactions, especially the young players, when they drop a pass, you know, maybe their first reaction to it is they get upset or the first reaction to it is they, they kick the ground or... or hit the ground with their stick or they have this worry or upset or frustration or irritation that follows the dropped pass or the ball on the ground. And what I like to train athletes to do is again, have a first thought. We know that, that ball has the potential to be on the ground in the game. So the very first thought would be for that player, no matter what happened, no matter how the ball got to the ground, whether it was a mistake or a dropped pass or a dropped shot, the bottom first, the bottom line first thought for those athletes is get the ball. 
get the ball in the stick. And then once they've got the ball on their stick, move the ball, which means pass it, move the ball, pass it to another player, move the ball off the ground. So having these first thoughts, because again, they're not gonna have time to think, but having a frame so that they don't get drawn into the frustrations, the irritation, that's key for these players to have those first thoughts, the things, those positive thoughts, that positive framework that helps them excel in the game. So as we triangulate the truth, we can incorporate some previous episodes into the process of first thoughts. So from our previous episodes, we know that the creator's name is I am that I am, right? And, and we know that I can start creating by saying I am and whatever follows in that space or in that blank, we can start creating in that space. For example, I am a champion. I am a, a warrior. I am excellent. I am worthy. I am good enough. All these things, I can instead of all the negative stuff that we normally put in that blank, we can start creating those positive manifestations by using the power of the words I am, knowing that our creator's name is I am that I am. And it's also written that we're wonderfully made in the image of the creator. So therefore, when we think or believe or speak, we actually step into the process of creation and manifestation. As we think, believe, or speak, we are attracting those things into our lives. Whatever we put on the other side of I am in that blank or in that space, whatever we put there, we are attracting those things into our lives. So again, from the previous ep episode discussing human beings and how we can fill in the blanks after I am, we begin creating the life and results we desire and choose by putting it after the I am. So again, a powerful thought. Like I am, I, we tell athletes all the time, like, you know, if you watch any sports, like, hey, we are champions, or I am a champion, or, or play like a champion, right? These are all first thoughts. These are key thoughts that start to frame the athlete's mind. In accordance with the episode 1618, right, the 1618 episode, we discussed the golden ratio the way things grow and multiply and expand in God's creation, much like a spiral into expanding into the ratio of 1.618, 1.618. And again, this is the key part of this. The spiral or the growth is either expanding into the positive and light or it's expanding into the negative or into the pit or the dark. So in a critical event or a high stress, high conflict, high conflict situation in our lives, we probably don't have time to think clearly or rationally all the time. So first thoughts, our frame, our frame of mind are so important. So for example, if we're dealing with a, when we're dealing with toxic people or a narcissist who gets their supply from and thrives on drama and creating toxic situations or causing us to respond in an emotional way, the first thought could be go gray. I've learned this from some other sources like go gray. Uh, I love this one. No response is a response. That could be a first thought, right? And this ultimately starves the drama-driven toxic bully into submission or tapping on their own. Or it simply drives them away onto their next victim in dra uh, drama-ridden situation. Another beautiful first thought is, is to, keep one's, uh, to keep one's peace is no space invaders. Right? No space invaders. No one's going to invade my space. Or no peace disturbers. Right? No one's going to disturb my peace. No peace disturbers. I kind of love this one that I've come up with my girlfriend. This one's an awesome one. Uh, I am not participating in your drama. 
I am not participating in your drama. And the goal is to get to the mountaintop view, to get to the mountaintop, to get to the high ground, right? To develop a frame and stand on your faith as it is written in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14. To be on guard and to stand in your faith. And ultimately, uh, another way it's written as well, to put the full armor of God on, to stand in your faith, right? To be on guard, stand in your faith. See, if we don't have a frame or first thought in dealing with toxic people, gossipers, slanders, liars, etc., we'll slip into their toxicity. It's easy. We'll get drawn in and we will spiral downward with them into the slime and the mud where they dwell. We will slide into that pit and we will contribute to their supply, their narcissistic supply, for example. But it's also why it is written, this is why it's written in Matthew 7, 6, but it's also written, do not cast your pearls to swine. It's written this way in one verse, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Again, Jesus says, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls and then turn and attack you. So here's a key. If we have first thoughts and a powerful frame, well-established boundaries, then we rise exponentially into our power, our purpose, our vision, our peace, our happiness, our mountaintop experience, our prosperity, like it's written in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Plans for prosperity. These are plans in another version versus other versions. It's plans for you to prosper us. So God has plans to prosper us. But here's the key too. It is also written in the word not to judge. Do not judge or you too will be judged. So a first thought like do not judge. That's a very good thought to kind of guide us through life. Don't judge, right? Especially if we live in a glass house or we have something so obvious like the log in our eye that everyone everyone else can see it in plain view and absolutely judge you or judge us, right? So that's a good thought to go through life. Don't judge. Or think good thoughts. Like think good thoughts about other th- people. Here's one. Think about other people the way you want to be thought about, right? A great first thought for this one, especially if we are – another great first thought, especially if we are leaning into critica- uh, critiquing, or criticizing or judging others is check yourself. A good first thought in life is check yourself. Uh, When I was coaching in the past, if I heard athletes complaining about the refs or other coaches, other players, etc., I would remind them to check themselves first. I would say check yourself. And I was basically reminding them to check how they're showing up, how they're thinking and how they're performing how they're actually showing up before they judge others. In Galatians 6, 7 to 9 backs this up. It backs up that judging will set the boomerang in motion, the law of cause and effect, the boomerang. It, it sets up the fact that judgment is, is on its, if we judge, judgment is on its way back to us. It's on its way back. And it will probably be tenfold to a hundredfold, not one for one. That judgment will probably have gained momentum and have grown exponentially, like the golden ratio of 1.618. It's coming back. It's probably spiraled at the rate of 1.618. 
It basically says, and again, it's written, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whatever he sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So here's a great first thought from the Bible. I can take it from God's Word. I can develop a first thought. And that is we reap what we sow. Right? God cannot be mocked. We reap what we sow. Or be mindful of what we sow. Be mindful of what we sow. Because it is coming back. So where in our lives, where in our lives are we enabling drama to seep in or rush in and disturb our peace? To disturb our being and who called us to be, who God called us to be. Where in our lives can we start building first thoughts into the frame of mind and way of being, our way of being, so that we can thrive in every area of our lives? especially when we're faced with immediate situations or decisions or immediate decisions. Where can we start building first thoughts into our frame of mind? Where in our lives can we incorporate first thoughts into our framework so that we can immediately repel toxic people, toxic behavior, and rise above their attempts to draw us into their drama and toxicity? Where in our lives can we build first thoughts and standard operating procedures and ways of being and thinking into our mindsets that we live extraordinary, love-empowered lives in every area of our lives with God and our families and our relationships and our finances, careers, and beyond? Where can we embed the Word of God and Scripture into our first thoughts so that we align more with God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ? So remember, as you're moving through life, remember the power of first thoughts, key thoughts, to help propel us into action when we have very limited time to think, or at least establish our boundaries or establish the way we want to be in life and who we want to ultimately be for that mountaintop experience. Peace and blessings. Until the next time we're together, keep rising and rise again. Continue to rise as we transform through the new of our minds. Continue to seek all things true and all things free. Continue to seek that clarity in every area of our life. Remember to find the good, find the peace, find the blessings in your life, and all the things that we're grateful for. Most importantly, all glory be to God and the way, the truth, and the life in Jesus Christ. Amen.